This is the Hans Shot First Podcast. They don't know it, I'm telling you. We'll be talking in-depth about common movie moments from my dead body. With the mix of all things pop culture along the way. Yeah, all Scott. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to Han Shot First. I'm Jeff, joined as usual by Scott and Alex. Say hello. Hello. Hey. This week, we're talking about Beer Fest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Inbex. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah, I'm going to take a little sip here. Take a little pour here. Listen to this. I'm sure that sounded gross. Yeah. Um. For some reason, I typed in super bad into IMDb, so give me a second here while I bring up Beer Fest. <laughs> I mean, super bad's actually a good uh, thematically tied in movie as far as the alcohol goes. Yeah. <laughs> True. This movie came out in 2006, directed by Jay, I can never say his last name. I think it's like Chandra Sikar. All right, Chandra Sikar, and written by the whole Broken Lizard team, starring the whole Broken Lizard team. <laughs> oh, garbage stick. <laughs> And Cloris Leachman. And Donald Sutherland. The Leech. And uh, Udo Kier. Some Germans. Or not Jürgen. Some not, not so Germans. Not Udo Kier, Jürgen Prochnow. Mm-hmm. So I always get those two guys mixed up. Yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, MC Ganey is the priest. <laughs> yeah. This oh, movie uh, was my selection, and I did... God, did I see this in the movie theater? I do not remember. But I have seen it many, many times. I've owned it since it came out on DVD. Um, we we quote this movie a lot <laughs> through our lives. And I know like, Alex may have a little more said this later. I think right after this movie came out or right before they had gone to Oktoberfest. I know that you guys, have, my brother always talks about you guys doing some stuff very similar to some of the stuff. So. Uh-huh. But, uh, Chicken Rams Fizz. <laughs> yep. Uh, anyway, this movie is... We still watch it a lot. I had not watched it in a while. Some of the humor, we'll get into it, didn't doesn't still work for me, but a lot of the stuff still did, and I enjoyed watching it again. But I'll have some more to say. Yeah, the, really, really, there was only one kind of joke in the middle that made me cringe a little bit, but everything else was still amusing me. Yeah. All right, so Scott, what's your history with it? Uh, this this one of those movies I feel like just kind of came and went. Uh, you know, Broken Lizard had, had that kind of cold following with Super Troopers, uh, and I think this was after Club Dread, right? Yeah. Um. So yeah, th- this was just kind of unheralded, and uh, remember somebody finally got it on DVD, and you know th- this is in our, our our heavier drinking days. I don't I don't know if that's saying much uh, for for some of us <laughs> some of our friends. Uh. Yeah, watching watching this for the first time whilst drinking, uh, which is the way to do it. Uh, this this movie is is was hysterical then, and it, it's still making me laugh now. All right, and Alex, Agreed. yeah, this movie uh, came out right before we went on our Oktoberfest trip back in two thousand six. Oh my gosh, 
Yeah, she's like, oh, we're going to October. We got to watch this movie before we go to Oktoberfest. See what it's like. Of course, it's not like that at all, but it was a lot of fun. And then when we were over at Germany, yeah, we tried to play a bunch of games. <laughs> we, we got shut down by security pretty fast a couple times. <laughs> but one of the funnier things on our trip was that at a random gas station, we were getting gas and we saw a newspaper with a big picture of, uh, you know, broken lizard guys and their beer fist regalia and everything. And the headline was Scandal Film. <laughs> uh, it was great <laughs> alright and also before we get into those two things we I think Scott was there we went and saw Broken Lizard they were doing a tour around the area and we went and saw them down in was it San Juan Campus or the Coach House I yeah. forgot where we saw them yeah, yeah. I wasn't there for that when they were promoting uh, Slam and Salmon yeah that's right so we we got there early we had like front row seats but we got there like so early that I remember like walking in and like Hefferman was there just opening the door like with bringing like being a roadie and bringing in some of their equipment. I was like, "Holy shit! Hey, it's Farva!" I didn't say Farva, but basically that's what I was thinking. And we was there, and I think afterwards we got pictures taken with Jay. And at one point during the show, Alex whispered to me, "Man, this is kind of graphic." And then the guy actually heard Alex and stopped the whole show to say, "Of course it's graphic. It's a broken lizard show." <laughs> we pretty much saved the bit, Alex. You <laughs> asshole heckling. <laughs> And then Alex actually got selected on stage to redo the Super Trooper, uh, you know, littering and all that whole scene. You can't pull over any further. Do you still have that bag of shrooms, Alex? No, I lost it. Snozberries taste like snozberries. Yeah. And then, as Scott mentioned, we are beer drinkers. We, I don't know. Some of us have slowed down. Some of us haven't. Um, Mm -hmm. I am actually a brewer now. But we're all drinking tonight, which usually we don't do. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. But what are you guys drinking? I want to know what's in your glasses right know. now. So, uh, local brewery, uh, Bootleggers, I have their Golden Chaos, which is their take on uh, Belgian ale. Uh, it's a little more alcohol heavy. This probably wasn't uh, the smartest choice. <laughs> uh, but I love, God damn, if I don't love this beer. Uh, this is one of my favorites for sure. Nice. Yeah, I think that's like a nine percenter, something like that. Yeah, it's not. It's not for like just sipping on hot days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Well, I myself have a Guinness. We have a bunch of them still left over from St. Patty's Day, and uh, it's been a while since I just had a Guinness without having you know an Irish carbom. Yeah. yeah, I had a couple during St. Patrick's Day too. Yeah, damn, damn good. So, and question for, I, for question for you guys: uh-huh. If you're in Ireland, is it just a carbom? You, no, you don't bring it up, Scott. Yeah, you don't even order it. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh, oh. It's called a Freedom Fighter. I don't know what the yeah. hell it's called. Yeah, me either. And I but, wouldn't even dare. <laughs> who was it? One of our buddies almost got killed. <laughs> Tried to order one. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah, just quick story, because uh, uh, I got a brag because I actually went over there. I was disappointed because I, I was there and I was like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get the local beer. And, you know, just, like, the bar downstairs and, like, a couple of hotels we stayed in and, like, local pubs. And all the locals were, like, fucking ordering Coors Light and, like, <laughs> like they, were, they were getting the imports. And I was so disappointed. But I guess that's how it is everywhere, right? When I was in my Europe trip, I, could, I heard that and I would see Budweiser on tap, but I didn't see anybody get it. So, I don't know. Okay. Well, that's yeah, I've watched, heard that, too. I watched people so. order it. And I was like, no. <laughs> The absolute best about going to Germany during uh, Oktoberfest isn't like the festival itself, even though that's fantastic too. 
It's at every restaurant or, or every family, like a little mom and pop place. Everybody's brewing like their own beer. So you get like a taste of, you know, the, the whole countryside. It's fantastic. Like nice. everybody has their homebrew. It's awesome. Speaking of which, that is what I am drinking right now. My Jeff special. This is my amber. Closer, it's my amber slash red, and it is delicious. Mm. Ooh, sounds good. I haven't brewed in like a, over a year, but just recently started doing it again. I, I do. It's, it's since, since you brought this up, Jeff, I do want to call bullshit on one thing in this movie. Okay. So that they they brew the Wolfhausen beer, and yeah, it's clearly like an amber or something like that. At least that color. But when they bottle it up, it just looks like uh, like a Heineken or something like that. Like it loses all its color. Yeah, it's also in green bottles. It's yeah. in green bottles, yeah. yeah. Like a Heineken. Just say it. It looks so much better. <laughs> Schnitz and giggle brew. It looks so much better as, as like an amber color. What, what is funny is this is probably the first time I've seen it since I started homebrewing. Because I haven't seen this movie in probably ten years. Oh, wow. Or maybe maybe five, but still, it's been a long time. And so, yeah, since I brewed, I was like, some of this stuff, I'm like this doesn't even make sense. Like the open vat of the fermented beer with the, this is the yeast baby. That whole scene. <laughs> I mean, there are people who do that, but that but the kind of beers they were making here. Well, maybe that's the secret to the greatest German beer would in never the world. Do such a thing. Well, you, you that's don't a know. Hipster He's bullshit. Innovator. Maybe that's what made it the greatest beer in all the world. Maybe. All right, well, let's get into it. As usual, we're going to talk about seven items from the movie. Uh, Scott, or who goes first? The person who... I always forget how this works. Usually usually the person that uh, does it. So it would be you, Jeff. Yeah. I go first or last? You go first because you picked this movie. Oh, oh man. Lead us off. All right. Well, I want to lay off the number seven. The one negative is there were some... Okay, these movies are already very immature... <laughs> and everything yeah. but there are some jokes like the the jerking off the frog and stuff it was like stupid it wasn't That's, funny that it, was still it, making me laugh god and i felt like it went on forever <laughs> when he stops and the frog kicks his hand to keep going that was funny <laughs> yeah, yeah. that was funny i'll give you that like when, they're, they're just when the frogs are climax and like you see the the lab assistant like, like smile <laughs> then he smokes the cigarette afterward yeah. oh god that was, and then later on when the, he's not there, so they just have him watching like po- the frogs are watching like National Geographic frog porn or whatever. But I don't know. There were some jokes. That was the one that stuck out to me. I just it's almost cringeworthy. Not in like it just doesn't. It's like PC or anything. It was just dumb joke. Like okay, you guys are professional movie writers, and that's the joke you came up with. <laughs> and there, I wish I had more examples, but so there was a couple times where I was like, Ugh. I literally deserved an uh. So that's my number seven. Scott. Okay. My number seven is the... Uh, so, it was hard not to just pick out individual jokes, um, which I, I yeah, did do I a did. couple times on my list. <laughs> but I, I... So, I tried to pick, like, sequences to kind of string some of these together because they, they all kind of happen in, in rapid succession. Um, the first one is the, the first beer training scene. Uh, is, is It's pretty damn funny. Uh <laughs> it starts they're having a hard time just getting through that first beer they're all standing around going "Ooh, this is cold like we're having a hard time with the cold <laughs> and the um jan jan is is talking about how oh it's just hard because i'm like dancing at the same time and there's that whole sequence that just devolves into them like getting drunker and drunker um you know some some of the the stuff they do is funnier than others like the 
the first brawl is like okay but then they're back and they're all they're all singing together and then uh, out of nowhere um uh, so it's it's Jan and yeah, yeah uh, I forget his brother's name but it's still Todd Hans. Todd yeah Todd, Todd just yeah Todd yells I hate you very bad <laughs> just like tackles him from off screen that that was my first big laugh uh rewatching this again uh, and then just the them waking up and realizing that they they're, they're not even close to flooding the keg uh, and then just some of the stupid jokes uh like Barry waking up next to the dead deer oh like wolf um <laughs> The landfill, like kid. in front of the fridge, is fucking gold, though. <laughs> He's got the like half eaten ham next to him. <laughs> and his wife's giving him like CPR, and she's like, Oh, gross. And she like pulls out the ham, and he's like, Oh, ham. And he just like puts it back in his mouth and starts eating it again. Yeah, it's like a Homer Simpson moment, right? Yeah, there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Send so, the ham to the widow. The whole, the whole thing was great. Can we just not say that Jay is basically Jacob? In this movie, <laughs> you mean that he's an asshole? <laughs> Waking up nowhere, face down. Yeah, mm-hmm. not again. Not again. <laughs> All right, Alex, number seven. This was a small part, but it really made me laugh. Uh, it's the delivery boy that goes to um, deliver the 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 revenge beer, the schnitzel giggle brew, to the German team, and I recognize him right away as the guy from Psych. What's his face? But it's just the delivery of the line that really cracks me up every time. It's like, you see, I have this package all the way from America. It's marked most urgent. That's <laughs> the toe change. Uh, it's free, that cracks me up. That's uh, yeah, James Roday. Yeah, that's actually James Roday Rodriguez. Ooh. He dropped the Rodriguez at some point. Fucker. Is that when he drinks the beer straight from the mail? Doesn't even cool it down. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. But yeah, that I like. He's got like the most ridiculous wig on. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's trying to make it as dumb as possible. Like, oh, <laughs> this package all the way from America marked most urgent. <laughs> all right, uh, my number six is the couple. <laughs> Uh, off-screen kills by the Germans. Like I forgot about those. <laughs> those made me laugh. <laughs> Mister Spickle Spackle. <laughs> yeah, and they end up killing the spy. What's her face? And then just all this stuff. There's a couple times they just go off-screen. You just hear bam. And no one even flinches. Uh, that that got a good laugh out of me. That's my number six, Scott. Okay. My number six was when they. Uh... They crash the the college party. Uh, <laughs> they're they're sitting around playing Never Have I Ever, and it's just Barry and uh, Landfill. <laughs> and they, I feel like the first two are, but then the one girl says like, "I've never fooled around with Coach Gerber." Everybody laughs and lifts their <laughs> their cups, and then yeah. you see Landfill on the corner of the couch, like kind of like just nonchalantly like lift his his cup up the tree, and he just kind of does like the. The like Simpsons side eyed dog thing, and then <laughs> Barry just gives him a weird look. Oh, this shit's gold. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. <laughs> All right, Alex, number six. My number six is. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna flip it. Uh, my number six is the eulogy at the very beginning from uh, Donald Sutherland. That's fucking gold. <laughs> he pre he pre recorded his own eulogy 
which is great. And you just see him looking at the camera. He's in a hospital bed with oxygen and everything. <laughs> He's like, Mother, I always knew you had to live me. And <laughs> he just looks over to the side, looking good down there in the TV. <laughs> He's looking down on his real corpse. So looking yeah. good down there. Oh, it's fucking fantastic. And then he just keeps chugging beers and it's like toasting and everything. And then at the very Post. end, <laughs> good night, Popo. And he just pulls his own plug. Yeah, that's that's <laughs> the part that makes it awesome. <laughs> he just pulls yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. It's fucking... Uh, you can't write that. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, that's good. I want to say that's I watched awesome the video. commentary... For this, and I think they said that Donald Sutherland was a good was a good beer drinker, and he did all that himself. I, think <laughs> I, I believe it. I could, could be wrong, but I, just, I like the fact that he's in like the full leaderhosen too. Like he's ready <laughs> yeah, to die. Hospital bed, just yeah. 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 Hey, he died with his leaderhosen on. <laughs> all right. We should all be so lucky. Yeah. Uh, my number five is when they make their beer and they're tasting it for the first time and just all the quotes that they're saying. Oh, it's 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 the greatest beer ever. Oh, it smells like springtime and I want to freeze it and skate on it and drink it when it melts. Yeah. I want to put my dick in it. I want to put its dick in me. Oh, God. I like that the whole sequence, they like, they added an extra lighting and... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So good. How is it, Jan? It's, it's beautiful. <laughs> All right, Scott, number five. Number five is another joke. Uh, and this is a Jurgen Prock now. It's, it's pretty damn funny in this. Like, he's he's the straight man, uh, but he, he gets to say, like, a lot of funny things. But when they're in the submarine, which is so stupid. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> they're in the submarine arguing about what they're going to call the operation. And uh, he, like, yells at him. And he like slaps Will Fort, Forte, and uh, he says, "Oh, I'm sorry. Just <laughs> I, I get really tense when I'm like in submarines. I had a really bad experience once. <laughs> Just the the whole joke about about him being uh, the captain in Das Boot. Das Boot, <laughs> which comes back later in the movie as as a literal boot, but mm-hmm. uh, yeah, just yeah. the the Das Boot joke, which is meta and stupid at the same time, but." But equally brilliant. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like the reaction after he yells at everybody. He's like, yeah, actually, I like the name now. <laughs> after he apologizes. And we'll, yeah. We'll, we'll for, thank you for that. <laughs> Look at his breath. <laughs> oh, man. Alex, number five. Uh, my number five is the running gag of Barry Badgerneth having sex with Todd's wife in college. <laughs> Like it starts off at that at that party that we mentioned, the first training session that they had. It's like, I mean, could we put the whole thing on, you know, bury the hatchet and everything? I mean, she wasn't even that good a lay, right? She just took, laid there taking it like a dead fish. <laughs> I happen to have married that plastic fuck doll. <laughs> they get into a big brawl. <laughs> it just keeps coming back up, and then uh, uh, in in the middle of it. <laughs> It's revealed that it wasn't just him and Barry, uh, her and Barry Badgerneth. It was a three-way with the silo. <laughs> Ooh, the three-way. Yeah, the silo. The Let me tell team. you, he wasn't packing corn in that thing. God, that's a quote we've been saying forever since yeah. the movie came out. <laughs> yeah. And then it it 
he even goes all the way to the end of the movie. He's like, hey, sorry for porking your wife. He's like, hey, Barry, you can pork my wife anytime. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, even at the funeral, I almost forgot the funeral scene where you actually got to meet Todd's wife. Yeah, she's still <laughs> onto it and everything. Yeah, Barry's <laughs> just next to her. <laughs> Barry's just next to her and she's like, hey, how you been doing? We're kind of bridges, under bridges. You mean like an architect? Yeah, sure. <laughs> And he's like, hey, have you kept in touch with the silo? <laughs> uh, gold. All right. On to my number four, and I think this is the, the, the funniest bit or whatever, and it's the whole Landfill 2 thing. It's goddamn. Oh. <laughs> Way yeah, higher yeah. on my list. <laughs> so we lose Landfill 1. He has the best death scene of all time, trying to, trying to drink his way out of the beer. Oh, hilarious. He dies. And then he comes back. And then just just hand waving. You know what? It'd just be easier if you just call me Landfill. And then it all culminates with him having sex with the yeah. Landfill 2, you're so much better than Landfill You're twice one. the man that Landfill 1 is. Yeah, that's right, little lady. Yeehaw. Like, puts the picture of him down, the old one down. Oh, God. Uh... That gets me every that, that time. way we get to skip that whole getting to know you phase. <laughs> you have that awkward get to know each other phase. I just, oh, like, I give yeah, a shit for some of their shitty jokes, but that one, them writing that, it's like, it's lazy and shitty, but it's also genius at the same time. I can't believe they did. The only difference about his character the whole time is he's got the cowboy head on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Oh, man. So Landfill 2 is my number 4. So Scott, what's your number 4? Uh, my number 4 is all the, the German stereotypes. Like, they're so stupid. But every, every time they, uh, especially the, the American actors, yeah. <laughs> like for it. what is it, Grandpapa? <laughs> <laughs> then Nat Faxon. Went on to win an Oscar, by the way, for, for screenwriting. Um, doing the, yeah, yeah, Unbex, Unbex. 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 Yep. We just beat the Irish, so yes. <laughs> Uh, oh, I knocked off his little tingy. Uh, and then just them, them <laughs> yeah, doing... Yeah, come on, do it. Do it now. Yeah, it's time to shizo get out the crapper. Um, yeah. <laughs> right, yeah, great uh, Rafe Moiler Moiler uh, role here. Um, mm. <laughs> the, the, the the training sequence, like, before uh, the messenger shows up. <laughs> They've got the shitty German techno playing. And <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, God. And then just kegs that they're lifting on the treadmills. Just, yeah. The the whole thing about the the German whores and the and the sh- <laughs> rubbing the sausages and stuff, just jamming as much like German <laughs> culture stereotypes as, as possible. That that guy you're mentioning, the one of the, the American guys who won the Oscar, I remember he was on a commercial around right after this where it was like he won some inheritance or something like that from, and it was just a shitty commercial and from beer fest and matt and i went to a king's game and we we're across the street at like espn zone or something and he was having food like right next to us we're like, oh that's, that's the guy from beer fest in the commercial man time tough time supposed to be rough or something like that and then like two weeks later he's like winning an oscar like, i guess not that rough <laughs> yeah he's doing fine I think they were playing, maybe, I don't know if he's from Boston, I think they were playing, like, the Bruins or something, so he was there to watch them, and they had, like, a Red Sox hat, or a Bruins hat. Anyway. Yeah, those voices are funny. I have more to say about the German stuff later. Uh, Alex, number three. 
Number four, sorry. My number four is uh, the beer the beer game montages when we actually get to beer fest. It's freaking awesome. You get to see a couple games, but then uh, when the American the U.S. team, our heroes, make a comeback on the ping pong, and then they start doing a montage of all different like drinking games that they play. Freaking badass. Uh, let's see. They play Thumper. They play, uh, was that, what was that, uh, like a gravity pouring thing where they poured, they had to keep the big beer thing afloat? Like, I don't know. The the long pour, uh, was it the monkey chug where they had to hang upside down and, and drink a beer? Uh, quarters, all that stuff. That was awesome. Apparently I'm not a good beer drinker because I don't do any any of this shit. I just drink my beer. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Are you doing it wrong? <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. Oh, that's why we didn't compete in Beer Fest. Yeah. But yeah, I, that's that's hilarious, Those some of those scenes. And the, yeah, I don't know what that one, that depth charge one or whatever they call it. I don't know what the hell that was. Oh, yeah. That's weird. I've never heard of it, seen it. I don't know if it's real. <laughs> but... Mm-hmm. I, think, I, I think I would last, uh, like, maybe half a day. Let's say we all decided we were gonna. This was a real thing, and we were gonna do it. And we started training. Yeah, about half a day, then I'd be out. <laughs> God, I couldn't even do half a day anymore. I don't think. Nope. Gets especially for beer. I just get so full. I love it, but I get so full. Mm-hmm. All right, but I still love it. Uh, what about my number three? I think. Yeah. Yes. See, I need to drink more. Um, it's the drunk. Uh, well, I forgot his name, but Jay, the drunk Jay scene at the bar, the shits and giggles, and yeah. <laughs> playing asshole, <laughs> eating the tomato, going to the bathroom, looking good, Barry. That's it. <laughs> just blah, 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 blah. <laughs> <laughs> that whole montage, him dancing on the dance floor, thinking he's the shit, and oh, that cracks me up. So that that whole sequence is is hilarious, except for the. The idea that that they were playing up, like like the joke was that uh, Monique isn't as good looking, right? Like that. I don't know. It just sure it is, but that's a little confusing. I knew the whole time, right? I think that was them covering right. up for it, but yeah. But, I mean, she's fucking hilarious there. Like, yeah, I'm mm-hmm. gonna break your dick off. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. you dirty motherfucker! Like every, pretty much every line that she has in that sequence is, is fucking gold. Uh, uh, plus a throwback to uh, Super Troopers, <laughs> baby. I'm gonna butter your bread. Yeah, that's right. Oh yeah, I about that. Yeah. Slap and tickle. What did he say? I want a little slap and pickle. pickle. <laughs> <laughs> For the slap and pickle. God, God, I do not miss playing asshole. By the way, I was just gonna say. I said I don't play drinking games. But I do remember playing asshole, and I hated yeah. that. We asshole made it. We worst. made it hard on ourselves because it was like. Yeah, there was the asshole, but then there was like this whole line of succession. So like everybody got fucked on it unless you were like the top person. It was awful. Yeah. Well, that's cuz we let Greg make the rules and then he changes them. This is yeah. before this was this was like like the residence in parties. Oh, okay. oh really? Yeah, they were doing wow. this shit. And we were like we were doing it with like hard alcohol too. It wasn't even beer. Jeez. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I miss I miss those uh, residents in parties though. Some some good times were had those. You mm-hmm. miss when we were we had no house of our own that we had to like rent a, ho- a hotel room just to, <laughs> just to drink, drink, sneak away and drink. 
Because we were well, also still underage. Yeah, because I wasn't 21 yet, so it was awesome. <laughs> Crossing our fingers no. that the cops wouldn't like pick our room to come into, because inevitably there would be everybody else would maybe at these things doing it too, and somebody would just making just a little more no- more noise than we were. We did get busted a couple times. I do remember getting kicked out of a residence at least once. Oh really? Yeah. I think it was like one in. It wasn't. It wasn't the orange one. Anyway. Anyways. Which which was or is, where the Cynodome was, right? It was next yeah. to the Cynodome across the street. Where we always talk about the Cynodome, but yeah, yeah, right there. It was next to it. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, that was my number three, right? So Scott, which number three? My number three is is the landfill stuff. Land, landfill number two. <laughs> it's so good. You're twice the man. Landfill was everyone. So well, thank you, lady. Thank you, little yeah. lady. Yeah. <laughs> so stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, All right, uh, Scott. I'm sorry, Alex. Number three. My number three is Cloris Leachman in this movie as the supporting character. <laughs> Freaking fantastic. She's good. Oh my gosh. Like talking about the sausages, talking about uh, at the beginning, it's like, oh, did you see the final resting place? Was it beautiful? Oh yeah, yeah, it was great. It's like, what do you think this is? You always said you got kicked by a Clydesdale. It's the mark of the whore. <laughs> we are all whores in our own way. <laughs> yeah, Mister Schneiderwitzen. Her warming the sausages. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I could fit like. Fuck <laughs> nine ten inches in this thing. <laughs> she <God>. said, "Fuck." <laughs> if you, you already mentioned earlier the ram's piss, yeah. you could drink ram's piss. By God, you could drink anything. <laughs> Who's drinking piss, honey? I'm <laughs> just telling stories of the old world. Old world. Damn, the old world was fucked up. <laughs> yeah. So they in in the the German training sequence. There's like a goat out to the side, right? <laughs> Not in the training sequence during beer fest. I know, I know, I know, during, like no, I know, I know, I know, I know they do it during, they cut away to them drinking the beer piss and they're all just, or the, the goat piss and they're all making faces. Uh, but I could have sworn in that, in that sequence you see a goat like tethered off to the side. Oh, really? Oh, I'll have to look out for that. <laughs> Goats. All right. <laughs> them trying to drink the goat piss on the roof. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. Drinking Gatorade, whatever the fuck that was. That did, that did like right. fun mode, like sit on a roof at sunset and just get loaded. <laughs> yeah, you had to get off the. So you have to get off the roof at some point. Yeah, oh god, that is true. Um, well, my number two, I think Alex already said, or maybe it was Scott. The the beer fest itself, um, both versions of it, it just looked awesome. It's really just glorifying it. And I like when they're first introduced to it, and the doors open up, and it's just like the greatest party of all time, and Beer everywhere, loud music, girls drinking, drinking, drinking. And you see, like, the classic, you know, as a, I think as a society, we know that you think of drinking, you think of the Germans and the Irish and the the, the Brits. And I don't know, I just, it was classic to see the Canadians and they're all there in their own thing. It was so cool. Like For some reason, they had this, was it the Norwegians or the Swedish girls there? And they're like the bikini team, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Swedish bikini team. Yeah, there, there was, oh, there was, was some about. dumb stereotypes. They had the Mexicans, yeah. and they were all like in. Like wearing like ponchos and shit. No, they, they weren't uh, wearing they? ponchos. They didn't go that racist. They they were wearing the uh, like the vaquero the sombreros. They were wearing like rancher rancher clothes. So yeah, those yeah, are actually, true. I mean, they were meant to be uniforms, but they're accurate. 
Okay. There you go. Yeah. I'm just saying. So maybe the Norwegian ones were too. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't know. I've never been to Norwegia. <laughs> yeah, me either. Um, but anyway, I just all that, all the competitions, and just all that whole. That'd be an awesome. Just be a spectator. Have a just have a pint watching everybody else get hammered like that. <laughs> yeah, be hilarious. spectator number one. <laughs> Take the bet, you fucking pussy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, cross the bastards, <laughs> and then have spectator number one killed. <laughs> um, all right, that's my number two. So Scott, what's your number two? Number two is like almost the very end. The they're they're lining up for for Das Boot, and the they're they they pick the order, and then they start fucking with, with Fink, with the with his yamaka, and they 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 knock it off onto the ground, and he gets super pissed. And that's a callback to like the beginning of the movie. That's how he even joins the the teams because he here will be he'll be playing against or drinking against Germans, and uh, he gets super pissed, and then he looks over. There's a close-up on him, and you see his like his left eye is all of a sudden in this like glowing star of David, <laughs> and, and I think it's Jan that goes, oh, he's got the eye of the Jew, <laughs> and then they they make him the anchor. That's like so dumb and so funny at the same time, uh, and just the the look on um, on his face uh, is it. Viking Quest, uh, Conan. Conan. Um, oh, Steve Lem. Yeah, uh, maybe it's Lemmy. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, just the look on his face. And the <laughs> he's got the eye of the chin. <laughs> Such a stupid joke. That's uh, it's my, probably my favorite one in the movie. So, right. oh, my second Alex. favorite. It's my second favorite joke in the movie. Actually, I should say. Yeah, <laughs> so, there you go. Alex, what's your number two? My number two is uh, Jan and Todd gathering the team, just going around to different places, <laughs> just putting the team together is awesome. I love a good yeah, team get together montage and sequ- sequence in a film. They go to landfill first. <laughs> it was like, yeah, I heard you got fired from the brewery. It's a goddamn brewery. That was great. Then they go and get Fink uh, at the lab when he's jerking off frogs. And finally, they're in the car going, just like, well, where are we going? So, we're going to get Barry Badgerness. What? No. Who's Barry Badgerness? Who's Barry Badgerness? Who's Barry Badgerness? Uh, it turns out Barry Badgerness is <laughs> it's like a very cheap hooker. Uh, my gosh. Offers him a ZJ. Can't afford it. <laughs> I can you, afford it. If you have to ask McMahon, you can't afford it. You can't afford it. And then he's out, but then he comes back. Like towards the end of the night, I want to be on the team, and he's amazing at quarters, like putting like bouncing quarters on top of bottles, like on the bottlenecks and everything, putting it in people's mouths. He's better when he's drunk. <laughs> yeah. So remember, Alex, the I can afford it. Oh uh, yeah, wasn't that Courtney Wallace? No, it was not Courtney. Wallace. Oh, that wasn't Courtney Wallace. <laughs> no, I th- I believe. These were the girls that you bought Patron shots for at my brother's bachelor party. <laughs> Emptied your bank account before we left Long Beach. Oh, well, I don't remember that. I think it... I th- Money well spent. <laughs> Maybe it was Courtney Wallace. I don't know. But one of our trips, someone made that joke from the movie. I, the ZJ, you can't afford it. And then, I can afford it. Oh, God. <laughs> so stupid. Mm-hmm. 
Wallace. <laughs> I wonder if she's a fan of the show. Hey. I don't know. I don't see why she wouldn't be. Yeah, subscribe to our Patreon, please, Courtney Wallace. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, my number one is all the dumb, <laughs> the real and fake German voices in this movie. All the stereotypes that you guys mentioned before. It cracked me up. Yeah, you're, what is it, Grandpapa? And, <laughs> Grandpapa. <laughs> and just all the umsha, umbecks, and all the stuff you guys mentioned. But <laughs> the actual real German, like the younger of the the buff dudes, they're interviewing him when they're, uh, you know, they're saying the bad, the slanderous stuff against the bar. And you just hear him in the background twice go, it's true, Sandy. <laughs> oh. It gets me every time. It's true, Sandy. Uh, yeah, you know, you said get off the Shiza and get off the crapper. And yeah. how about this, this for a head fuck? Yeah, and then he like strokes the the the, the beer, or whatever the, the paddle boy or whatever. Yeah, the paddle yeah. boy. He's like it's like slowly like this movie's like oddly progressive <laughs> in a lot of ways. But yeah, I think the, the Will Forte and whatever that dude's name is, theirs were the best because they were so obvious. They're just, you know, just being a dumbass German accent and they were overdoing it and it was hilarious. <laughs> so that is my number one, Scott. My number one is the whole funeral sequence. <laughs> of course it is. Like the, my, <laughs> my favorite joke in, if I was to come up with the top ten jokes of all time, the the joke about... How uh, when Fink's given the the eulogy, and uh, the the whole eulogy is, is is very funny, but the specifically the line about how uh, landfill would would swallow food whole. I once saw him fart a whole plum. I was plum surprised. <laughs> that kills me every time. <laughs> and then he finishes off with saying that he was a fat asshole, but he was my fat asshole. And then and he keeps cutting over to his corpse. And he's got that stupid grin on his face. <laughs> I don't know whether that was just because he couldn't keep a straight face, but it's it's oh, it's so funny. Like you mentioned, the the wife in Silo um, when Landfield Two never shows up. You get the whole speech about uh, when he was playing ping pong and ding dang. <laughs> so stupid. Which is which is another so dumb but funny. And then uh, he's shitting pancakes. Yeah. Pancakes ever since the whole sequence, and then yeah, the, the corpse spills out on top of Barry and starts screaming. <laughs> oh god, I was plum surprised. I knew that was going to be your number one. <laughs> I am not plum surprised. This is your number one. <laughs> All right, Alex, number one. My number one is the whole landfill too. <laughs> it is brilliant in its own stupidity, and vice versa. It's, I, I mean, you guys have said it all, uh, but there's one joke that only works kind of with Landfill too, <laughs> when they're trying to remember uh, how to get to the beer fest, to the competition, and everybody's shitting on Fink, <laughs> and he's got Landfill 2 and uh, uh, Barry Badgernath on either side of him, <laughs> now there's like, they're all criticizing him, it's it great, it's like the Old West over here, Cowboys and Indians. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Landfill 2 is just fucking gets me every time. He just shows up and fakes start throwing up. Uh, great. Yeah. 
Speaking of that scene, that drunken recall thing, I think it's got to be true because it could be real. I know there's been times where, like, (laughs) especially like in Vegas or somewhere, I don't remember anything. And you start drinking over there. I was like, I know how to get to this hotel now. (laughs) That's how I got home every night. Eventually, get back to where Alex has it. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it it's it's like the like I always <laughs> see my like like my sister come home from Vegas trips and like with their friends and nobody's talking to each other and everybody's pissed because like somebody didn't like went off somewhere with somebody else and didn't say anything and blah blah then then I think about our trips where it was like has anybody seen Jacob? No? Eh, he's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He lives here, whatever. <laughs> Didn't even if he didn't. Yeah, he's fine. No, I think it's before he lived there. <laughs> yeah, he's fine. And then also when he's like, they're trying to get him drunk and they're giving him all the beers and sober as a bird. I think I use that quote often too. Where, <laughs> you okay? You okay? Yeah. Sober as a bird. Even if I'm not, I sometimes I have been, I have been <laughs> training for a beer drinking contest. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking around. They pull out the, the Goldschlager. Goldschlager. That's another. That's another one from like the the age of playing asshole. People, mm-hmm. someone would show up with aftershock or Goldschlager. Oh my gosh! I know. Nowadays, everyone does the fireball. It's the same taste, and I, as soon as I smell it, I want to like dry heave. Like, oh, my twenties. <laughs> I will say, fire fireball and some eggnog is amazing. Or you anything Come Christmas time. eggnog is, is, is delightful. Yeah. As long little, as you like eggnog. Yeah. yeah. Little fireball and a hot chocolate. You get get some awesome. of the peppermint flavored vodka. You put that in some of the eggnog. Oh, that too. Yeah, that's, that's good, good stuff. All right. Um, I had a couple honorable mentions. I had, well, the shitting pancakes. Been shitting pancakes ever since. <laughs> And then the quote that we use the most when we brew, whenever we mention yeast, is always, it's the yeast, it's baby. It's the yeast, baby. Uh, and then, also, wait. Her, her sitting on top of him beating the shit out of his junk. Oh, that's oh awesome. my God. That's a brutal scene. And him, <laughs> him slamming her head into the pole. and That's a fight of ages. <laughs> yeah, come on, girlfriend. <laughs> That's a good fight scene. So, so, some Spawn will mention the, the bicycle. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like when, when when Todd gives up after after uh, Landfield dies, it's like, it's over. <laughs> He's just riding off on the bicycle by himself. <laughs> that, that made me laugh. Uh, the Hands Across America joke which was also so stupid. That was, that was making me laugh this time around. Um... <laughs> Those those were the the two I, I wanted to work in here somehow. Oh, I know what it was the the priest in the beginning when you find out that he's the priest, um, which is which is kind of funny. But then when they're they're going to leave, he makes him finish the the drink. <laughs> he's like, "Hey, Padre," <laughs> and the priest does it because yeah, he, <laughs> he knows the rules. <laughs> Shit, you're Johnny Cash. Rules. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I just want to mention the British guys from the competition. Uh, yeah. <laughs> You're all fur coat and no trousers, you are. <laughs> I love that quote. <laughs> What's he saying? Che- what, does, what does he mean? Cheeky bastards. <laughs> They're not that drunk. So which version did you guys watch? The super uh, I had the one. 
I have the unrated one. Okay, I guess when I watched you, I, I don't. I'm, I'm sure it happened, but maybe this is one extra. The whole stupid tit mouse trap joke where boobs after boobs after boobs are showing. Was that in the original one or not? Was, I don't think that was in the theatrical. In the theatrical, okay. I think only one. Yeah, that's, only one boob. Yeah, that not that's... one boob, but only one <laughs> one pair of ladies like showed their boobs. But that, in the that was, unrated yeah. one, they kept showing them. I mean, but, I'm not going to complain, but. That that was one that was one joke that yeah like a little too puerile like everything like I was fine with like jerking off frogs movie, and stuff, it's fine but, yeah I mean yeah in the context of the movie it's fine but yeah. um, if I was gonna like like pick something to, to take out yeah. it's not he forget- made the boy cry <laughs> screw hit the little kid let's not forget hot cheese soup. Oh, that I totally forgot, Alex. That that's what this is from. <laughs> hot cheese soup. What <laughs> a guy with a giant barrel hot cheese soup just rolling around. That doesn't happen in the real Oktoberfest, by the way. <laughs> uh, gold. All right. Well, let's rate it. As usual, we'll rate on a scale of one to seven. Seven being perfection, one being absolute garbage. Uh, I give this. What do I give? You know what? For what it is, I'm going to give it a six just because I had so much fun watching it. It's younger. It did lose a little bit this time, but not much. And uh, I still think it's funny. So, for what type of movie that it is, I rewatched it a bunch of times. I'll still rewatch it. A six. Scott. Also a six. Like, almost every scene had something that was making me laugh. So. Yeah. And then, like you said, we quote this endlessly. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, Alex. I will also give this a six. I can watch this movie, like, whenever, pretty much, uh, and have a great time watching it. I love it. All right, this is one of the highest rated movies you've done in a while. Yeah. Beer Fest. All right, well, now it's time for our crossover topic, which is top five beer scenes in movies, TV, video games, what, what have you. And uh, just as long as the scene had beer in it, and that was kind of wasn't half, I guess I tried to make mine the focal point. It didn't have to be, but something to do with beer. Mm-hmm. And God damn it, my list is cut off here. <laughs> oh, They're no. on my phone. You're cut off, Jeff. Um, but my number five is um from Django Unchained when they are at that oh, little saloon one. at the very beginning, and um. Hans Landa. What's his name in this movie? <laughs> um, Doc something. Brown. I don't know. Beer's never looked so good as it does in that scene of the movie where he's pouring it and he's yeah. got the high foam and he's cutting it off with the butter knife. <laughs> yeah. Oh, it's so good. So. Because it's just different. When you watch old westerns, they're just always drinking whiskey in a hot desert southwest. Like, oh, I don't want a whiskey. I want a nice cold beer. And that made it look good. I don't know if it was cold or not, but it looked good. Hey, can you so. imagine, like, around the Middle Ages, uh, like, everything was just fucked everywhere in Europe. Everybody's just constantly dying of the plague. Like, nobody can read. At least the Germans <laughs> had good beer. Like, who knows what the fuck they were they were doing, like, up in, in the, the northern part of England or... <laughs> oh, or in, yeah. in, 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 you know... In like coastal regions of France, like I'm sure there was wine and stuff, but 
like as far as beer goes, like yeah, you can only get good beer in, in German, like mm-hmm. Bavaria, whatever it was called at the time. Francis Connor, the best. It's not the best, but it's pretty good beer. It's a really yeah, I know. It used to be my favorite, but it's like Franz Connor the Weisstop. Weisstop, how's it pronounced, Jeff? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> my dad speaks German, not me. I don't want to know. Um, uh, I was gonna say, so they say like beer is one of the things that helped save people from the plague and stuff because. People who were just drinking normal water or dying. People were drinking beer were living, so they think they thought beer was magic. They kept drinking it. It was only because the way you make beer is you boil the water, right? So you kill all the <laughs> yeah. shit in the water. No, no, no. But yeah, there's like beer's stuff where like oh, <laughs> yeah, it's magic. It's pretty nice. Remember Alex? You and I watched one of those documentaries like how beer yeah, saved how the beer world. Saved the world is awesome. Like they, they yeah. say, that's that's basically how they built the pyramids. Yeah, that was like, part of that documentary. Yeah, they had the basically the liquid bread. <laughs> They're giving people. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alright, that's my number five. Scott, what's your number five? Uh, so, my number five. Uh, this is probably... No, it isn't the most refreshing one on my list, but... Uh, Shawshank Redemption. Oh, it's my number three. That's, that's a little good. higher on my list, yeah. That's yeah. a good one. And, uh, I'll, I'll let you guys talk about it more. I'll, I'll just say that, like, you know, as far as... Uh, beer looking refreshing on film. Uh, this this scene's definitely up there. Mm-hmm. Suds, oh. as they call it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, since we're talking about refreshing beer, and we love beer, what's the most refreshing beer you've ever had? What's the most memorable mo- most memorable beer you guys have ever had? Do you have does one like moment stick out memorable for you? Beer. Um, ah, oh, Jeebus. I got a few just off the top of my head, like I can't like the first time going to uh, bootleggers. Like, okay. I'm sure I had the Golden Chaos. I probably had the Hef. Um, it just like, oh man, this is good shit. Like, <laughs> I see why you guys are here all the time now. <laughs> <laughs> um, this one's just dumb. It wasn't good beer, but going to Vegas one time and outside of like Bally's, they're selling these novelty Coors like giant plastic bottles with straws and it, it, it was basically like 70 ounces or something like that so like it was like six or seven beers for like like 30 bucks or something like that and so you just walked around the strip with this thing it was like warm by the time i got the end of it but powered through it got it was a kind of, it was a good conversation starter not unfortunately <laughs> not with women <laughs> like every, every like I don't know, like every like half block, some dude would be like, "Oh my god, where'd you get one of those?" <laughs> um, that and just the, the one time at Jeff's house having the MGD because <laughs> it was just so hot outside, it just like hit the spot. The the, the goddamn is refreshing. That's what I was thinking of with you, Scott. It was we were at the park for a kid's birthday, and then we came into my place, and I don't think it was an MGD. I don't know why I would have had that, but oh, for, whatever. Probably it was. for your for your pops. Okay, yeah. just Scott. This is goddamn refreshing. <laughs> it was. It, it was like it was just perfect. Like <laughs> I think we were all thinking it, but you were the only one who just like, voiced it. Goddamn refreshing. Because yeah, we were at a kid's birthday. There were no beers. It was like ninety degrees at the park, and then <laughs> we came over to my house for some beers. And ah, oh. yeah. Like so, so yeah. I probably drink the least. I'm probably the biggest beer snob of at least the three of us. 
But there's there's something about on a hot day just getting a cheap beer, yeah. <laughs> cold as long as it's cold. Yeah. yeah. Alex, uh, do you have one? Yeah, mine is uh, back to my trip in Germany because that's honestly <laughs> the best beers I've ever had uh, are, are in Germany, and uh, we were on our way to Zugspitze, the mountain, the highest point in Germany. You can go up there in the cable car and everything. It's amazing. On our way over there, we stopped for lunch at just this little, like I said, like a little cottage-looking place, a mom and pop. And they're like, oh, would you like, you know, this beer, this beer, or would you like our house, Dunkel? Which, you know, they brewed themselves for Oktoberfest, so everybody just got the house. And it was, like, amazing. It was the greatest beer I had over there. Awesome. Yep. Very cool. Sounds sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. I, I recommend. I'm tied, I'm tied for two, two of them that I can remember the most. One of them was also in Germany. I had, you know, I was traveling through Europe and I did uh, England and France and took the train in and got driving and I couldn't find the spot to park our car. Long story, I'm just done, but I'm, I still want a beer. We get to the hotel and we, we talked to the, um, this is in Munich, we talked to the hotel guys like, oh, just right around the corner is a big beer garden. So you go over there and it was this Augustiner, Augustiner brewery. And it was the greatest beer ever. I just sat there and just like... Because I was so stressed out. I just wanted to have that beer. And it was so delicious. And then the other time was when I was in D.C. It was so hot. We flew in. Did a red eye. Didn't even sleep on the plane. Just as soon as we landed, we just dropped our stuff off at the hotel. We couldn't check in. So we just went out. Got on the metro. Started we went to like Arlington. And we're doing the Capitol building or whatever. And we come out, it's like 1 o'clock, and we haven't eaten anything, and we're just dying. And we couldn't find, in the mall area, anywhere, we couldn't find anything. So finally, we just talked to this one one guy. I was with Dustin, and he's like, this guy looks senatorial. Let's ask him if he knows where some beer is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so this guy is like, oh, just go two blocks this way, make a left. Tons of, tons of selection. Like, all right, we go there. We walk inside this bar, sit down. And I'm looking at the menu, and I've always heard about this beer, Yingling, which for East Coasters, you have it. We don't have it out here. I'm like, oh, I'm going to get one of those. It was so goddamn refreshing because <laughs> I was so thirsty. And I can't. D.C., You got, if you people who live there, that's swamp weather, man. Get out of there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I haven't even landed yet, and my balls are sticking to my leg. It was Democracy disgusting. be damned. Mm-hmm. So those are my two most refreshing beers. <laughs> and... Um, yeah, and the last thing is, remember when I time I drank two boots playing video games? <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh God, I still I still remember playing uh, Gears Two, right? Gears Two multiplayer. <laughs> I think it was Gears of War Two. Yeah. yeah, I was playing Gears of War Two multiplayer with a friend of the show, Matt, and, and Jeff, and me. I don't I don't know if anybody else was there for this, but um, we're, we're playing online, and like Jeff, Jeff, and, and Matt, they've already. Already been uh, n- nipped a few. <laughs> yes, we did. <laughs> and Jeff's like already like, slurring when we started. Like, but <laughs> we had like a really long session. By the time we're done, Jeff can't even put together whole sentences. Just I just hear occasionally Jeff will just chime in with. Blah, blah, blah. But the funny <laughs> thing was, is Jeff is getting progressively better <laughs> as we go along. Like, he starts, like, dominating. Like, he's carrying us. As, as we're, like, I think it was a lot of, most of it was, like, the PvE stuff, the Horde stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But, like, Jeff just got getting better and better and better. The, the less coherent he got. 
<laughs> so, the, so again, there is something to that whole drunken recall thing. <laughs> I thought that was drunken recall. I just, I, well, I, I mean, like just your brain, like <laughs> doing stuff without you being aware of it. Yeah, and that literally might be the last time I had a boot. That was like, like 15 <laughs> years ago. Oh, God, that's too much beer. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't think I've ever done a whole boot. Only maybe a half. I don't think I have either. Yeah, my brother got me one for my birthday. I don't know if he brought it back from your guys' Munich trip or if he just bought me one back here in California, but I have it. It's more of a decoration than anything now. (laughs) The the last time I did anything worthy of mention, as far as drinking is concerned, is the the Old Town San Diego at O'Hungry's, where I did, I was just, because I just, I can't, I'm just, I don't don't know, like, can't drink as much as I used to, but whatever reason, that night I was in rare form and I... I did my yard, then I finished Greg's yard, of all people. You did, of all people. Of all people. And I was feeling awesome. <laughs> like I was like disappointed for once that, <laughs> that all you had, like everybody else wasn't shit-faced. <laughs> that was for Alex's bachelor party, right? Uh, was that for Alex's? I thought it was, yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, that was. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah, I remember because I, I remember Courtney Wallace. Yeah, I remember. I remember walking Ugh. your brother back to the hotel room at like eight o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh, well, remember they had a long afternoon. Yeah, that's true. He got cut yeah. off at a bar at like two p.m. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like eleven in the morning. <laughs> oh god, we're not serving that guy. <laughs> There's like an Irish pub too in the middle of nowhere, like yeah. nothing but lushes are going in there at that time of day, and they're like, "Nope, <laughs> we're not serving this guy." It's hilarious. So we've actually been back to the well, whatever. Getting off track here. I'll talk about something else. Um, where were we? Where did I? We were on our number uh, my, fives. My number five. Okay. Is uh, the world's end, especially oh, just that that up. last. That last beer at the very end, they just oh my gosh, makes it look so good. Whenever they're pouring it, the sound effects and everything, they just amp up everything about beer in that movie. Every, yeah, it's it's way way higher on my list, but yeah, every time they they do those close up pours, it's like oh man, I want to do that. I want to do that that golden mile, as it were. Mm-hmm. He does. Edgar Wright makes beer look a lot better than it really is in England. Because I, when I told you I went to Munich, it was really good. When I was in England, the beer did not look as good as. It. Did not taste as good either. Yeah, no, I had I I went on my way to get like the local stuff and it was fine, but like no, <laughs> exactly. no, no, nothing was like like nothing that I could like brag about to like you guys like oh if you go there you gotta try this stuff out or whatever. If you go to the feisty goat. <laughs> All right, uh, on to my number four, and this is just one small scene from my favorite movie. It's when they're on the boat, they're on the orca in Jaws, and oh, uh, damn it. Quint drinks, uh, yeah. pounds his beer, rips the top off, pounds his beer, crushes it, and Hooper <laughs> finishes a little coffee styrofoam cup and crushes it as well. You, you, you know, uh, uh, Robert uh, Robert Shaw like finished that scene. And was like, I think we got to do it again, boys. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I can do a couple takes on this one, Stephen. Yeah, do it. yeah, yeah. I'm sure he did some practice rounds too before uh, <laughs> before they started. Nice. All right, uh, Scott, number four. All right, uh, my number four is uh, old school. Um, I have not seen this movie yeah. in a really long time. Um, this this came out around the same time as Beer Fest, right? 
like a little before no. like a little before yeah yeah but just not the, too far away yeah, just will ferrell and the beer bong i think that was i think old school was the reason we were doing beer bongs like <laughs> or i mean could have so. just been thanks hollywood it was it could have just been because we were of that age and that's what people did but uh the <laughs> doing like the two, the two story beer bongs <laughs> i don't know if you guys remember doing that jesus uh, no uh oh maybe that was just me the yeah, Brian and oh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the Jacob's place. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, that, with Anderson those. and all the, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, doing, right. doing the beer okay. bongs with just the, the Will Ferrell, the, oh, it's so good when it hits your lips. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that line we use all the time. Yeah, so. the, the, that's probably the most quotable line from the movie. With the, or I, I'm, <laughs> you're my boy blue. Maybe it's maybe close second, but uh, yeah, the old school, it's so good when it hits your lips. Because it's true. <laughs> is mm-hmm. all right alex number four my number four is from the simpsons the beer baron episode that's only that <laughs> that's that low for you jeez uh yeah well i got some other stuff other good stuff waiting for okay. you for me okay. man okay. Uh, Yo, what's the beer baron episode that's when uh beer is outlawed alcohol is outlawed in springfield yeah. And uh, they bring in Rex Banner to get rid of all the booze. And then Homer is the beer baron who is actually still, like, brewing his own beer and bringing it in and everything. Yeah, that's that's Uh, easily top ten Simpsons episode for me. Yeah, it's so... I don't even remember this episode. That that one's... Oh, man, so many... What the hell? When when the... The uh, the brewery blows up and Homer's on the lawn. Kaboom! <laughs> <laughs> Must have been that bean I had for dinner. Yeah, he's on the lawn like the, I'll get you. I'll get you, Big Man. No, you won't. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I will. Won't. <laughs> is that is that the episode with the the alcohol? Is the, <laughs> the problem to, of and solution to, to all the life's problems. problems? I think it's that episode, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. At the very end. Yeah, I know Jeff knows that line. I do know that line, so I, why do I not remember this episode? Oh, oh it's so good. Is it coming up on Quotes from Springfield? Uh, not for a while. Oh, damn. <laughs> That's like a season tenor, I think. Oh, jeez. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, my number three has to do is two scenes, but basically this whole premise of the teenagers trying to get beer to bring it to the party. It's from Superbad. And the whole thing with McLovin and it's got more hops. <laughs> it's got more hops. Are you yeah. sure you're not talking about Wonder Years? That one episode? <laughs> yeah. Or talking about Teen Wolf. I want a keg of beer. <laughs> um, but then his... Uh, whose flashback is it? is it? Or dream sequence? Is it Jonah Hill's or McLovin's? Where the whole, he's going to help the old lady and then ends up getting the, the security guard shoots him. <laughs> That's uh, Jonah Hills. That's Jonah Hills. Yeah, that's all classic. But my favorite line is when Seth Rogen is all drunk and he's chasing after the kids. He's barfing as Bill Hader drives up on him. It's just beer. <laughs> it's just beer. He's barfing his guts out. Oh, classic. My favorite is the when McLovin runs away from them and he yells, "McLovin bail! McLovin's bailing!" <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. McLovin's bailing. Bailing. <laughs> He's good. he's the best skin alive. <laughs> so, super bad. My number three, Scott. Uh, number three is the Simpsons. Uh, this is the 
the Duffless episode? Like Homer goes sober for some reason? I forget. Oh, yeah. He promises Marge he can go 30 days with us. Right. But, but specifically, the, the When I Was 17 uh, spoof that they do <laughs> yeah, here. That song is um, great. Which was actually about like dying in Vietnam, I think, if I remember correctly. But the <laughs> um, When I Was 17, I drank some very good beer. And the, the song goes, I had a fake ID. My name was Brian McGee when I was 17. <laughs> that that one stuck with me. Even as a little kid, not like fully getting it. Like That, that, that song stuck with me and it was one of the first things I thought of when I was putting together this list. Speaking of fake IDs, mm-hmm. did you guys have a fake ID? I did not. Yeah, Luckily, I didn't, I didn't need one because... Some some of our friends may have had one. <laughs> we'll not name names. <laughs> there was there was liquor, there was a local liquor store though <laughs> that if you went to, to buy it, the guy behind the counter would just like laugh and thumb at the you need to show ID sign behind him. <laughs> the guy did not care. <laughs> so that was the place to go. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did not either. I didn't start drinking until I was like 24, so didn't really need one. All right. Uh, or Alex, number three? Uh, yeah. Uh, that's he in Shawshank. Because, man, yeah, if you've ever helped somebody move or, or did some construction or anything like that, or just anything on a hot fucking day, nothing beats just whatever, just a cold, ice, just cheap beer. And, man, that yeah, that scene makes it look good. Kurgan gets him a bucket of beer. <laughs> the Kurgan, yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Especially when, you know, they're not allowed to have beer otherwise. Yeah. Oh, just that yeah. bucket full of ice and just beer in there. Oh, man, it's so good. Yeah. That was, that's my number two. Um, you guys have all said it already. Just, yeah, drinking beers after a hard Sense. day's work. And uh, mm-hmm. remember that crate? Keep talking about bachelor parties here. Remember that crate of. Dos Equis, we got 30 beers for $40 or $40 for 30 beers, whatever <laughs> it was. was. The best slash worst mistake we've ever made. <laughs> Go to Ensenada, folks. You get some cheap beer there. Mm-hmm. They came in a milk crate, <laughs> chock full of ice and a bunch of beers. Oh, shit, we got to get the, back to the boat. <laughs> clink, clink, clink. We didn't be taking with us or clinging in our pants or something. <laughs> got to get your money's worth. Yeah. <laughs> Chris shows up with a giant sombrero. Nice. <laughs> hey, we got free pictures out of it. <laughs> all right, Scott, number two. Number two is World's End. Just all the those close-up beers and uh, how they make it look so enticing, and and just the the general idea that they got to keep going for beer. <laughs> At least Gary does anyway. Mm-hmm. The king. Nice. All right, Alex, number two. My number two is Lord of the Rings, The Prancing Pony. Oh, I didn't think... Oh. Of, damn it, I just watched this thing and think about this. <laughs> yeah. What is That's that? This idea. is a pint. <laughs> it comes in pints. I'm getting one. You don't have a whole half already. Damn, I forgot about this. The In the... I think it's the third movie. They have Gimli and Legolas have the drinking contest. Yes. Oh yeah. And, and like it's it was a special like, edition scene, but yeah. Yeah, he's like, I, I think I'm starting to feel something. My fingers are tingling, and then Gimli goes cross-eyed and passes out. And... <laughs> yeah. Uh, but all that, yeah. all that ale that they're drinking still looks good. 
<laughs> I know. And their their pewter lead poisoning casks and everything. Man, it's awesome. That just reminded me of this, and I doubt this is on yours. Is it from? Uh, oh, it's one of the Marvel movies with uh, Doctor Strange and Thor. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And he keeps refilling his Thor keeps drinking it, and <laughs> Doctor Strange keeps filling it up. That's badass. Mm-hmm. Best party trick ever. I think I think Same. that is that is Ragnarok. <laughs> okay. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Oh, my number one. So, as I've mentioned on this podcast many times, I am a uh, an amateur hockey player. Put it at that. Playing literally called beer leagues, and the best thing after a hard skate is going to the parking lot or in the locker room and drinking some shitty American light beer, Coors Light, specifically what we like to drink. It's so freaking refreshing. So my number one comes from a documentary that just came out in 2020, The Last Dance. This is the story about the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan. And there is one... (laughs) And there is one scene where it's after a playoff... I think it's after a playoff game, and Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and Ron Harper are sitting in the locker room... I think they're dressed. They're out of their gear, but they're dressed, but they're waiting to get on the bus or something. And they're just pounding Miller Lights. <laughs> and like, they cook Michael Jordan. He's like, you know, Gatorade's good and all, but sometimes you need some beer. And it's like, this is the closest I've ever related to Michael Jordan before. Like, after your sporting event, drinking a nice cold American beer. And I always say that. That's as close I'll ever come to being Michael Jordan or Scottie Pippen. <laughs> there you go. There it is. On some level, there's quality there. Some minute level. You're almost as tall as them. Yeah, and almost as athletic. Yeah. And it's rich and everything else. But we both, after a hard sporting activity, like to drink a nice nice light beer. So mm-hmm. there it is. And I, and then he took that personally. <laughs> and then, and then, right, and then he took that personally. Yeah. Uh, n- number, number, one. number one is like Alex said, pretty much the entire Beer Baron episode from The Simpsons. God, I don't remember this. I'm going to have to watch this. Mm-hmm. It's cold. All right. Alex, number one. Uh, my number one is, yeah, from Beer Fest. With the first, when they take that first sip after they brew the greatest beer in all of Germany. Oh, my gosh. They make it look so good. They make it sound good. <laughs> the angelic light of Cersei takes that first sip. It's just, the beer looks the best in that scene. And I want to. Schnitz and Giggle Brew. Really good. All right. Any honorable mentions? Uh, Thor drinking Boilermakers with uh, What's-His-Face. Oh, yeah. With the Sarsgaard. Yeah. Sarsgaard. Boilermakers for uh, Seabass. Dumb and Dumber. All right. (laughs) And then... Roger, uh, not Roger, um, Walter Matthau and uh, <laughs> yeah, Bad News Bears. Bad News Bears. Oh, Jeebus. Uh, All right, well, uh, yeah. it's time for Alex Knows Sports. I'm Alex, and I like sports. Sports ball? Uh, so what would you say is the most difficult, the most difficult position in all of baseball? Like that haunts all thirty MLB teams. Position? Yeah, that's it right. Haunts them. What do mm-hmm. you mean haunts them? Like ghosts. 
<laughs> like literal ghosts. I mean, probably an outfielder because they're closest to the, the fans. Um, are you talking about like, like which one is the most like will will like ruin a person's like life? Uh, probably a pitcher. Although a catcher is the one that'll wreck your body the most. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't understand the question, so I refuse to answer. <laughs> right, well, according to this, it's a shortstop. Right? Would you guys agree? It's very it's the most difficult position to play. Um it's it's the it one out. it's the one position that they, they put the most emphasis on defense on outside of catching. Yeah, uh, shortstop is yeah, up the middle. They always say is where the, the defensively. So you got your shortstop, second baseman, center fielder, catcher. Because most and shortstop usually be the, the big sexy player too, right? Yeah. That's the your Derek Jeters, your A Rods, your because yeah. most whatever. most batters are right handed, so <laughs> more balls are going to come that way. Yes. So that's like the one spot you want the most defense or the best defense, I guess, if you had to pick. Mm-hmm. Well, I'd love to tell you more, but to continue reading this article, <laughs> I have to subscribe to ESPN for five ninety nine a month. So why don't you subscribe to our you? Patreon so that we can get an ESPN account and I can get more sports news? There you I, go. I see yeah. nothing wrong with this. Yeah. It's time for new news. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. Okay, so a lot to get to today. Uh, so we'll circle around to the final episode of The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Um, but before that, uh, I guess there were some Oscars, some Academy Awards going on <laughs> this past weekend. And for the first time in a long time, I did not watch any of it. Um, part of that was I don't think I saw anything in here. Like maybe some of the technical stuff for a Marvel movie or something. I, I don't know. Uh, they didn't even do any of those awards this year. Okay, I, I'll, I, I did see or on TV anyway. I did see something about how the the ratings were down for the Oscars by a lot. So I, I don't know, but uh, it was in a goddamn train station. <laughs> so it was. What what now? It was at it was at the Union, it was at Union Station. It wasn't even at the Dolby Cinema or whatever. Oh. It was interesting. It, it sucked. All right. As far as the production goes, like you know, it's cool. We got, I mean, some movies won I never even heard of. Only thing I heard of was Soul. That's the only thing I saw. Okay, so I just want to run through some of the categories here. Um, so, what was that, Jeff? It sucked. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, so, actor um, in a leading role. Uh, nominees were um, Stephen Yoon, Gary Oldman, Chadwick Boseman, Riz Ahmed. And the winner was Anthony Hopkins for The Father. I don't even... I don't like really heard of this movie. Uh, but anyways, Hopkins won. Uh, for Supporting Actor, um, it was... Uh, I'm going to butcher some of these names. Uh, Lake Stanfield for Judas and the Black Messiah. Paul Ricci for Sound of Metal. Uh, Leslie Ricci. Odom Jr. for One Night in Miami. Um, Sasha Baron Cohen for the Trial of Chicago Seven and Daniel Kaluuya for Judas and the Black Messiah. And that, so some Marvel tie in there. <laughs> he he was in the the Black Panther movie. Um, and Get Out. And Get Out. Yeah. Um, yeah. So um, actress uh, Carrie Mulligan, Vanessa Kirby, Andre Day, 
Viola Davis and the winner was Frances McDormand for uh, Nomadland. Um, actress supporting role, uh, Amanda Seyfried for Mank, Olivia Coleman for The Father, Glenn Close for Hillbilly Elegy, um, Maria Baklova um, for the Porat movie, uh, which is uh, interesting. I'm not going to say the whole name of that movie because it's like 17 words long. And then uh, Yoo Jung Yoon, I'm, again, so apologies for butchering the name for Minari, was the winner. Um, so yeah, mention the the names in the supporting categories here just to demonstrate that I have not seen any of these movies. Um, for animated feature film, the winner was Soul. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, that movie's good. Yeah, so actually, the animated stuff I've actually heard of, uh, you know, Beat Out Onward, um, and uh, a few other ones. Um, directing, um, uh, Chloe Zhao won for Nomadland. I think she's directing, um, or she's directing uh, uh, the Eternals, right? Am I wrong about that? I think no you're idea. right. Yeah, just more MCU. I think so. Kinds yeah. Of, yeah, so, yeah. So bringing that pedigree there. Um, just zipping down here. Uh, music. Trent Reznor won <laughs> for Soul. I didn't know he did music for that. Wow. Uh, with uh, Atticus Ross and John Patiste. Um isn't John Baptiste the guy that, that leads the band for Stephen Colbert? Anyway. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, best picture. Uh, we'll, we'll leave off on this one. Um, sorry. Oh, you want a drum roll? So I, 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 I said, scrolled past it. Um, so the, <laughs> the nominees were The Trial of Chicago 7, Sound of Metal, Promising Young Woman, Minari, Mank, Judas and the Black Messiah, The Father, and the winner was Nomadland. Uh, so, there we have it. Yeah, I'd, yeah. I think some of this animated stuff and the Sound of Metal because always pops up in my queue for Netflix or HBO Max. I forget which which. Mm. Um, that one actually looks interesting, but uh, yep. That's where we are with the Oscars. I don't know if you guys anything else you want to say about that. Was it even like? Did they have a host, or did they just kind of piecemeal it together? Does anybody? Do either of you know? Nope. But they did have a super classy NFT of Chadwick Boseman to give his gifts for everybody. So there's okay. the Oscars classing it up. Oh, I do need to do the. the I've not looked at the yeah. memoriam because I like to depress myself, but. Uh... Oh, it was bullshit, Scott. Oh. They were showing the names so quick for like a third of them. Bah. You couldn't even read it. You couldn't even see the verses name or what they did. And then it would slow down a little bit and then it would speed up. It was crap. I, I guess the one advantage to not doing that in front of a live audience. What was it in front of a live audience? Or just they just had people, they just trod people out at, at the, the station or whatever? No, there, it was, it felt more like the, um, what's one of the all set at dinner tables? Golden Globes. Uh, people were kind of sitting at like tables together. So there were a bunch of people there. They had a big disclaimer at the beginning saying, hey, we're treating this like a movie set. Everyone had to be vaccinated and tested before they showed up. Everyone here is good. But when you know, once you leave these seats, you put your mask on and everything. So it was people who were involved in those movies were there. So there was an audience, but it wasn't like a huge okay. audience like normal. Yeah, I feel like the, they shouldn't do that live. Because then you get the super awkward, like, clapping. Some people get clapped, some people don't. 
I almost feel fucking horrible for like the families of the people that aren't getting the <laughs> mm-hmm. getting the full yeah. full applause or whatever. Um, but uh, anyway, yeah, I'll I'll have to I'll I'll, I'll be outraged later. <laughs> I'll have to look it up. Uh, I didn't yeah. know Sean Connery died. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I yeah. totally forgot. I just totally Sean flew by and I was like, "What?" Found the cure for the cancer of twenty first century. And he lost it. <laughs> he lost it. He lost it. Uh, yeah, a lot of a lot of, a lot of names. Uh, so yeah, unless you guys have anything else you want to talk about regarding the, the Academy Awards, no. Um, no. We will move on to just general stuff. Uh, Alex, is there anything you wanted to go over? Yeah, real quick. I started watching Shadow and Bones from okay. uh, Netflix. Uh, so far, so good. Entertaining. Is it is it based on like a YA thing? Because it looks like a YA thing. I don't know what a YA thing is. Yeah, it's young like... adult novels. Oh, yeah, yeah. It definitely looks like it. But it's entertaining me so far. I'm intrigued. Okay. okay. There's that... Um, there's a few shows that came out recently that all seem to be in like the a similar genre. There's that. There's the Irregulars, which is like the kind of uh, Sherlock spinoff mm. with like supernatural oh, yeah. stuff without yeah, actually yeah. having Sherlock in it. Yeah, I was and like, then, eh, no. And then HBO had has another one about people with weird like powers that's also around like the turn of the century. Um, I forget what that one's mm. called. Uh, at any rate, uh, so you're saying it's it's watchable? So far, yeah. Okay. Um, anything else? Nope. All right. Uh, Jeff, anything <laughs> you want to go over before we jump in? Not really. I tried to watch uh, New Mutants on HBO, and I got like 10 minutes in, and I stopped. <laughs> it was pretty terrible. And then I decided to watch two episodes of The Wire, which is really good. She, yeah, I, mean, I didn't get that far, but I, I love it. Re- I don't want to rewatch the whole thing, but I always go in every once in a while, just pick out an episode and watch it. Damn good show! Oh, I actually did want to bring up also while I was going through HBO, they had um old CNN documentaries and they had uh top movies per decade starting with the 60s. So there's an hour and a half long episode for every decade. But what was this, Jeff? It was, on, it was on HBO Max, but it was an old CNN documentary. Okay. Because I guess HBO Max, Warner, I don't know, all that stuff's under the same umbrella now. So if you go, I think it's just called Top Movies. Actually, I forgot what it was called. But there's episodes. So the first episode was just called The Golden Era. So it was like everything from talkies through like 1959 was one episode. Then it's 60 through 69, 70 through 79. And there's an episode per decade. Okay. And it's just, just talking about... You know, what changed during that decade, what types of movies are out, which actors kind of popped, and that'll school over. It's just for that kind of stuff that I love watching. Um, got through all almost all of it. Um, we're at the 90s, I think, right now, but that was really fun to watch. Just nostalgia, and then just oh, I've seen that. I've seen, ooh, never seen that. And so every once in a while, it's one you haven't even heard of. Like, how did this slip by? But yeah, I'm, I've always stuff. been interested to see like how the the sort of landscape changes. So we see a lot of that with like blockbusters for sure. So like Jurassic Park changed like blockbusters forever. Like right. The Matrix mm-hmm. changed like like the like sci-fi action kind of blockbuster forever. And nerds. Um, you see like but other stuff too. Like you see the evolution of, of 
like science fiction, uh, you know, even like things like rom-coms. Um, there, there's been like how those have kind of changed, uh, even if a lot of the stuff is, is still all the same. Like the the underlying uh, pieces for everything, like just action movies. Like look at something like uh, the Raid. Like there's no way that comes out in the '90s. Like, so I think it's it's all yeah. interesting to see like what leads to the next thing. I guess is is the way to kind of think about it. Yep, and that's yeah, that's all I did. Uh, everybody's going to be making Nomad and Land movies going forward <laughs> after this Oscar season. All right. Yeah, it was. I it. mean, I feel sorry for the people who won because they don't get the the full experience, right? I. I mean, they kind of joked about it, but I doubt they're doing like the big galas or whatever they would do after. Right, right. The big was it like the normal. So you can't right, even do that. The Beyonce party. With, <laughs> yeah, you weren't with all your giant. All your peers weren't there. Like, as far as like, I mean, these are these are Hollywood people. They're really famous, but like the big celebs, like the biggest person there was Brad Pitt, and he just came up, delivered something, and left. Like, I there wasn't like the normal. It wasn't all the fanfare. Yeah, like, I always love when you go when you watch the, the Oscars and you see look at the first few rows, right? And you're just like picking people out, and it's like, oh, and then usually the first row is the people who are huge and have something out that year, right? But then <laughs> yeah, like, that's true. Oh shit! Like Spielberg's in the fourth row this year, man. You know that's <laughs> he's slumming it back there. I always like love looking, you know, picking that stuff out. And this time it was just it was not the same. But I mean, whatever. It was the year it was the year was very shitty. This is the least of the problems of the year. It just, you know, it just brings it all back to how shitty the year was, I guess. Yep. That's all I got to say about that. Mm-hmm. 90s. <laughs> all right. Uh, so if that's it, uh, we'll jump into The Falcon and the Winter Soldier. So this is the oh! sixth and final episode. Uh, so where Spoilers. we left off. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Huge spoiler tag. Uh, so we left off last week. Um you know, Sam had been doing. Sam and Bucky had both been doing some soul searching. Uh, there were a lot of montages last week, <laughs> either training or, or fixing a boat. Um, so uh, this week starts and uh, not doesn't take long until we get into the action. Um, the flag smashers have have already begun their plan to take over the whatever it's called the UN effectively. Um, and uh, somehow the Falcon, Bucky, and uh, what is her name? Uh, Sharon. Sharon Carter, like mm. magically appear there. <laughs> but uh, I'm not, I'm not going to think too hard about that. Um, and and so does uh, John Walker, as uh, as we'll see. Uh, he gets hey, a Sharon's a Mission Impossible match. Has that ever been a thing before in MCU or no? I so that was stupid. I think so. Yeah. yeah, that was a little unnecessary. Um, anyway, but uh, yeah, so they they're all there to stop um, this terrorist group. Uh, just not there's really really not a lot to go over in this episode. Um, the uh, a lot there's a lot of action in this one, uh, probably more so than any other episodes. Um, Sam is is um, you know at the end of last episode uh, we find out what was in the the crate. Not only is it a new pair of wings, but it is a full-on new Captain America suit. Um, and uh, interestingly enough... Um, Sam Wilson got new wings. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, what, 
What is what was his rank? I don't even know what his rank was. Does anybody know? Captain. Before captain. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> sergeant. I have, I have no yeah. idea. Um, at any rate, because um, I think Bucky's still a sergeant. Um, That's right. Bucky's the sergeant. Yeah, I, I don't know what um, Sam was. Well, he's Sam captain is. now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Uh, oh, wow. Scott did another Tom Hanks movie. So. Uh, no, no good? No, I, I like what you did there, Jeff. All right. Um, I'm glad none of us tried to do the accent because that would just be a bad idea. Exactly. Uh, so, yeah, he's he's Sam has embraced the idea of being captain, and he shows up in the episode slinging the shield around when he's got the wings. Technically, it's it's kind of op, really. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> he's got he's got the shield, and he's got the wings. He's got some new drones. He's got not only does he have new drones, but these are drones made in Wakanda, which is. Now yeah. the gold standard for, for tech um, in the, the MCU, short of whatever Peter Parker comes up with next. Mm-hmm. Um, when they, they try to make so, him into Stark 2.0. So I, I'm assuming OP overpowered. Is that what you guys are talking yes, about? Yes, sorry. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, they nerfed him a little bit because they don't give him a helmet. They protect everything except his skull in that That, that is funny. Yeah, they don't give him a helmet. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't like, if I'm, if I'm being nitpicky, I didn't like the like neck on the costume, yeah, yeah. I thought that I thought that made it look. I, mean, I was gonna say goofy, but you know this is MCU shit. Like, <laughs> yeah. can't think too hard about it. Um, yeah, he shows. Well, no, wait. Let's let's talk. Sorry, real quick. So remember when the first X Men movie came out? It was like we can't have them wearing yellow spandex, right? right? And they so make a joke everything... about it. Yeah, yeah. And so they've gradually gotten more and more balls to do everything. And then when this one came out, I was like, yeah, maybe you should reel that back. Not everything has to look like the comic because I thought his. The neck and everything above his shoulders, I thought, was bad. Yeah, it, it looked a little goofy. Um, and not practical. Like, especially, no helmet. Yeah. What the fuck? Captain America's a super soldier, and he used to have a helmet. He had a helmet. That was true. <laughs> Although, I will say, the, the helmet never doesn't look goofy to me. I love it, but, yeah. Sure. At least there was protection. Yeah, well, I mean, mm-hmm. it's practical, yeah. Um, but anyway, Sam shows up. Full Captain America gear, and it's, it's pretty rad. Um, just a, a whole different take on, on Captain America, a non superpowered Captain. Yeah, I mean, not really a surprise at this point, um, you know, especially after the, the previous episode. But he shows up um, and he fights GSP again. Um, GSP is fucking huge. Like, yeah, I did. He so GSP. Like, I, I'm not I'm definitely not a UFC expert, but but he was always a a light. Weight, middleweight, not even middleweight. Like he was in the lower weight classes, and he looks fucking massive in this. Uh, maybe that's because uh, the the actor. Um, God damn it! I'm blanking again. Uh, GSP, uh, not GSP. George Saint Pierre's. Um, sorry, the beer is taking hold of me. <laughs> Who are you talking about? Winter Soldier or Sam or what? Sam. Oh, I have oh Anthony a... Mackie. God, why can't I remember? Yeah, yeah Anthony Mackie. Mr. Ma- Mr. Mackie. Maybe, maybe it's because Anthony Mackie isn't that big. I don't know. Um, but GSP looks fucking huge here. Um, so they they fight and then uh, he he runs away. Uh, uh, Sam does that is, and uh, it's huge. Like I feel like half the episode was him chasing down that helicopter. <laughs> Um, He's got to use those wings. Yeah, uh, Bucky's on foot or on a motorcycle anyway. 
they they fight some more super soldier people. It it is a little lame that they they lampshade that whole thing of the actors by just throwing on the masks. Like, oh, they're gonna fight now, so they put on the masks so they have no. You can just throw on their stunt people without being an issue. <laughs> yeah. Um. At at any rate, uh, uh, so yeah, there's a lot, a lot of that fight. John Walker shows up. Um, and he has his like redemptive moment. Uh, I I did like that that the idea that uh, by the end of the episode, kind of jumping ahead here, that that he uh, John Walker character does seem to find some kind of closure um, after mm-hmm. he does the right thing, like rather than chase down Carly, he helps save the uh, the van full of the. Again, I'm just calling them UN representatives, um, and that ultimately, um, and that Sam's speech, um, you know, mm-hmm. kind of helps him get past like what's just happened to him, um, and he seems like back to being like a likable guy again. Um, like even he and Bucky are kind of like trading jokes. Um, you know, he 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 goes for justice instead of murder. <laughs> so yeah. it'll be interesting to see like what he does in the future. Um, I do like, they didn't make him like a hardcore villain, um, which they were kind of tracking toward. Um, ah, U.S. agent. Yeah. And then they, they literally call him U.S. agent. Uh, Julie Louis Dreyfus shows up again and is just being a weirdo, but it's fun. <laughs> She's playing herself. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and yeah, he has the new outfit, which maybe it's just me, but it barely looked different from the old outfit. <laughs> I know it was the U.S. agent outfit. That's why I, I guess. Yeah. Uh, so they got that out of the way. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, he has redemptive arc basically, and he has a job in him, I guess. Uh, although it remains to be seen, like what exactly it is he'll be he'll be doing. Uh, but anyways, you know, Sam and and Bucky um, and Sharon Carter saved the day. Uh, but huge spoilers. We learned that uh, uh, that uh. Sharon. Um, is actually the power broker. I'm not sure I entirely uh, buy this. Uh, yeah, I don't believe it either. Um, this makes sense. So, like, a lot of shit's happened. Like, I guess she she did not get snapped out. So, like, for her, it's been, like, seven years of, like, being on the run. So, mm-hmm. on that end of things, it's like, okay, it kind of makes sense if she's seen some shit. Um, she's definitely hardened a little bit, at the, at the very least. But it's almost cartoonish of, like, Okay, well, I'm in the CIA now. I guess I'll just, like, sell all the U.S. secrets to everybody. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what? So, so question for you guys. Um, Maybe she's a scroll. Uh, oh. She's you a might, You might be onto something there, Jeff. Maybe. Um, so, question for you guys. Assuming she's not a scroll. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorry, I only bring it up for one reason. They keep talking about Captain America being on the moon. So, people know about... Is the moon where they're talking about that the scroll spaceship, or does no one know about that? They're talking about something else. That's you know what? That's a good question. I thought that was just a running gag, yeah. but maybe there is something to that where, like, I, they've let themselves be known enough that people are like, "Oh, there's some like base on the moon or something like that." Like, okay, yeah, that's a good question. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but I, I was going to ask, uh, do you think, like, how much of of, of it was her? trying to just achieve her own ends how much of it was her actually wanting to help out sam and bucky 
Because uh, I, I feel like there were points where she went out of her way. Like, she put her she put herself on the line. Yeah, to unnecessary. help them out. Yeah, so... And I, I mean, there had to be an easier way to scoop up those super soldiers to, you know, drain them of blood and get more serum. Well, so, so like, if she's the power broker, then that scientist is working for her. So, like, I'm, I'm, I mean, maybe this just might be bad writing, but, like, what was she hoping would happen? Yeah, that's what? why that whole scene, that whole sequence is like, no, she can't be the power broker. <laughs> Whoever the broker is wouldn't do something this yeah, stupid. So, so I'm wondering, like, so I got to think that, assuming it wasn't just bad writing, like, that she did want to help them out. Um, I'd say so. Yeah, but then she, like, takes out her own guys, technically. Like, it doesn't... Like, a lot of it doesn't track. Yeah. Um, but, uh, anyways, yeah, we find out that she's a, like, this new supervillain. Um, we learn that, that Zemo's pretty much been on the up and up uh, this this whole time. <laughs> Which is interesting. Yeah. Uh, he, he did exactly what he wanted to do. Super soldiers, yeah. Yeah, it took me a second to recognize, like, who the old man was that blows up the van. Um, like who is mm-hmm. like are we supposed to know this is oh it's the the butler yeah. that was the same thing they showed him at first I'm like who the hell is this and then they showed Zemo and I was like oh yeah that's the butler the, mm-hmm. his chauffeur yeah. yeah so he's on the raft they, so he's they, he's been deposited on the raft um, so yeah he did not try to escape or anything like that like just just an interesting character that like he was just so driven like single minded um, which which actually goes along with what he was doing in the Winter Soldier. I mean, mm-hmm. not in the Winter Soldier, sorry, in uh, Civil War. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that that he was able to just kind of, like, as long as he can meet this one goal, he was willing to, like, sacrifice everything else. Um, but at the end of Civil War, he tries to kill himself and Black Panther stops him, right? Y- yes. While Cap and Tony are having their big battle, he's just sitting there, like, mission accomplished, and, you know, he was going to... And so I wonder if that changed anything with him. Like, he did his mission. He thought, you know, you know, he wanted to be with his family, I guess. But, like, since that stopped, what is his goal now? Is it pure just... Yeah, interesting to see how this... He, yeah, he doesn't want super yeah, soldiers, good, but good, beyond that. That is that's a good point. Like, how, like, him sitting in a jail cell. Like, obviously, like, he could have killed himself whenever he wanted to. Within, within mm-hmm. reason, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, eventually he decided that he had other goals that he wanted to attain. So, yeah, yeah. Be interesting he to didn't see how prom- worked him. Yeah, he didn't promise not to kill John Walker, so... That is true. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it, yeah, it'll be interesting if, if they do another... another spinoff series? Because... Um, it, it, anyway, we'll, we'll come back to that. Um, so the whole thing ends um, with uh, this... this this big speech from Sam to the leaders of the UN um, about how they need to do better. Um, and it's, again, this is some heavy shit for an MCU show yeah. um, about, about race and um, immigration, uh, you know, about, about how we, you know, we could be doing better for, for everybody. Um, and, and him as the new captain, you know, he dresses like what people are going to think about that. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's it's good stuff. Um, it, there's some really like touching stuff with him and Isaiah at the end. Um, you know that 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 actor uh, is, is great. It's like the grizzled old <laughs> grizzled mm-hmm. old hard ass um, who with the heart of gold kind of thing that he that he does uh, by the end. 
um, the guy playing Isaiah. Um, but yeah, it was it was really cool to, to see that uh, the like the tribute in the I don't know the Captain America Museum for lack of a better term, mm-hmm. um, and then it, it all kind of ends um, with everybody having a good time in uh, is it Louisiana? I forget where they are in the south. Uh, yeah, Georgia, Louisiana, somewhere around there. <laughs> I don't think it was Georgia. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Louisiana, but I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, so it just kind of ends with that. So the only real cliffhanger um, was that uh, we find out who the power broker is again. But there's nothing that needs Me. to be resolved, really, by, by the end of it. I mean, Bucky does confess to the to the guy that he killed his son. Um and he stops therapy, which seems like a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because that's not how that works. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so we'll see. But yeah, it's, you know, seems like, like he and, and Sam are, are getting along. Uh, oh, sorry, with the abandoning therapy. I mean, was it the point where she thought he would be good once he reconciled everything on that list? And so he, he it that was, was it. It was like, it was like part of the thing was like, you've got to do the work. But that, right. But that doesn't mean like, you wash your hands of it afterward. It's so like maybe, <laughs> yeah. like I, I, you know, I've I've never I, gone to therapy, so I, I'm I'm definitely not an expert. But I don't think you can just be like, nope, I'm good. Like that's no, not how I, it works. Yeah, I get you, but in this universe, it's, it's his way of just saying showing that he has conquered whatever those demons are, and he's on to the next. Yes, thing. yes, he's definitely taken. He has. I think it was work. a nice visual way of showing it, as opposed to him sitting in here go, "All right, doc, I think I'm cured." Yeah, yeah, no, that that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. From storytelling standpoint, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I just walk it off. Yes. Yeah, so, uh, <laughs> yep. All, all in all, um, uh, good stuff. Um, like, like I was getting toward. There's, there's no real, um, like, place to pick up from here. Um, obviously. The power brokers and come up again, assuming they do something else here. Well, I'm curious, uh, um, you know, after WandaVision and this, you know, in, in the MCU, like the films moving forward, I, I don't think it's going to be any surprise when, when WandaVision pop up. Um, but, you know, uh, you know, a new Captain America has to be there. And so you got to think Bucky's going to be there too. Um, so I'm just, I'm curious, like, how much of this goes back into the, it's going to be cycled back into the filmmaking like does it set up anything is it is it all just kind of standalone and then the characters just show up and you kind of have kind of had to have just watched the show uh, to get that oh yeah sam is captain america now and you know and, yeah and I, anthony mackie is 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 getting a bigger role now in the, in the mcu films as we're cap cap four i hear that's I, been confirmed yeah. Before we get into that, I would just say I think they're right. They're trying to write in a way that if you watch the TV shows, you have all this extra content, but it's not necessary if you go in and just watch the next Marvel movie. Right, right. That's kind of how. You know, like the, the Star Wars novels that come out right before the real movie is saying, oh, this is why Jyn or so was like, just stuff like that. It, kind of, it doesn't affect the movie at all, but I, people who read them or watch them, I, I bet that's what they're going to do. Okay. Which may be good, may not be bad, because they may have to, like, you can't tell the... We can't call back a little subtle detail that the normal audience wouldn't have seen or something. So, I don't know. Yeah. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Okay. I, I, I do want to clarify one thing about uh, the, the Sharon Carter um, character here. Um, yeah, a lot of it doesn't make sense, but I but I did like 
um, like that they like as a villain, double agent, um, uh, whatever she ultimately turns out to be, um, mm-hmm. that she's she's out there mixing it up, like so it's it's yeah. it's, it's, it's it's kind of a different look from Zemo. Um, well, Zemo's willing to get his hands dirty as well. Um, although he has to put on a mask to do it too, which yeah. is which <laughs> is silly. Um, but uh, yeah, it is interesting that that um, you know she is willing to to get out there and, and risk uh, her herself anyway. Um, so she's she's definitely not a passive character. Although I I have a hard time seeing her being a like a driving force as a villain in another movie. Um, you know. It, as fun as it would be to see Zemo pop up again, um, <laughs> that whole that whole dance sequence makes me think that you can't have him as a main villain again. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'll we'll see. Like like you were saying, yeah, I'm seeing stuff floating around about a a Cap Four. Mm-hmm. So can't wait. Yeah, I know. So I wonder if they're. Just doing that, and then not a new sequel to this series, right? Like that's just going to continue it. Will be interesting. Like, yeah. you know, Mar- MC is putting all the work here, and yeah. I might as well capitalize on on other platforms. You guys know when we're getting that Black Widow movie? <laughs> no, July. It's been July. so okay. That that's pretty sure it's July. That's the one thing, the one other thing I want to talk about. So. I have not looked any of this up because I'm lazy, but um, I'm assuming we're going to get like the making of next week, just like we did for WandaVision. Um, but what comes between that and Loki, which is in June? Bad Batch. Yeah, we talked about this last yeah, week. Yeah, we talked about this. But that's not MCU. No shit, but it's not. Who, Scott, you're that. Do you think you need Marvel every week? Yes, yes. <laughs> There, there was supposed to be like, I've, there's supposed to be a Marvel something, basically every week of the year. Uh, well, maybe it's the what if, whether it's in the whether it's a, like a movie being released or or that. Um, uh, <laughs> yeah. You twenty twenty one schedule. 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 I just know it's not on Disney Plus because they want to space out their shows. They don't, you know, they have more than just Marvel shows. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it could be a movie. It could be some actual comic books mm. that tie things together. I don't know, but maybe maybe there is a break here between yeah. the movies. <laughs> but that I was lied to. So so looking at the, <laughs> By the story, internet? I fabricated no. in my oh, head. Oh well, at any rate. Um, you asked about Black Widow, uh, July 9th, Alex. Yay. And then. And I think that's one of those that's going to be the movie theater and Disney Plus right away, but you have to pay extra for it on Disney Ooh, Plus. And, uh, but yeah, Shang-Chi, September 3rd. Oh, man, that trailer looked awesome. Yeah, Can't wait. Right. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Eternals, November 5th. And Spider Man, No Way Home. Just before Christmas on December seventeenth. Wow, damn! With cool. Sony, by the way, <laughs> Sony's yeah. still getting some of that money. That sweet, sweet uh, MCU. Spiderman, Spiderman. 
the I just did hurt I just did hurt I did hear that Sony <laughs> is reached an agreement with Disney Plus that the Spider Man movies will become available on Disney Plus. Ah, interesting, cool. That's like the one hole right now. If you're following the MCU storyline, you get, all of a sudden you skip out on the Spider Man movies. Yeah, you don't get to see what happens to Night Monkey. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I know what that is. Is that yeah. from the second movie? Yeah. You haven't seen that one? I've seen it once. I don't really remember oh, okay. that well. Yeah, that's the Night Monkey. All right. All right. Uh, done here? Yeah, unless you guys have something else you want to say about uh, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I mean, the speech was obviously the highlight of the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it's amazing. Just, I don't believe that a politician would stand around and listen to him talk that long. <laughs> yeah, like... Lawyers. Like, that guy had, the guy had to... St- like, that actor had to be like... That character had to be like in the wrong <laughs> that old time. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, it was yeah, it was a great speech. It was, yeah, it was a fun show. I liked it. <laughs> All right. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Don't forget to subscribe to patreoncom slash first. New coats from Springfield coming up soon, I believe. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it is the Bad Batch starting soon, you'll have to get some. Uh, Jeff talks Star Wars. This is not the MCU. I just want to point that out. (laughs) (laughs) Which we were trying to point out to you last week. Yeah, I know. I still don't understand. (laughs) Thanks for listening, everybody. Don't drink and drive. We at Hans Shop First would like to thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. We would love to hear from you. So feel free to contact us on Facebook and Twitter at Hans Shop First. Also, please leave us a review on iTunes. Reviews are greatly appreciated and help us get more exposure. Once again, thanks for listening and supporting the podcast.